Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Ward and my guest today is... Shinghan Carlo Wang. Very perfect pronunciation there. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you also go by the name of Carla. Yes. Carla Wang. Yes. Just give us a little bit about your family. So you were born in China, correct? Yes. Whereabouts? Which part of China? The hometown of Hot Pot, basically. Of what? Hot Pot? Mm-hmm. Yes, Hot good. Pot. You know, the, okay. the very spicy pot that Chinese people are fervent about. Okay, a, a special dish, yeah? Yes. Now, is that in the south or the north? The southwest of China. And which province or which area? Uh, Chengdu, Sichuan. So, I would say Sichuan, so we said that's kind of quite spicy cooking, is that what you're saying? Yeah? Yes, exactly. Okay. So, where did you grow up? Or what, so let's start with your family. Actually. What about your family? What did they do? My dad, um, he went to America at a quite an early stage, um, and then he eventually became an engineer. So, how, how old was he when you were dead? went to America for work? I think right before I was born um, in 87, and I was born in 88. Okay, so he was very good at maths, you say, mathematics? Yes, yes. And he became, what did he become after his... A computer engineer. Okay, you did, uh, an editor, so computer engineer, so that's pretty pretty top stuff, yeah? So he was there, what, in the 80s then, late 80s, 90s? Yes. So was he very successful? I think he's a very traditional guy, you right. know. What it's... do you mean What do you mean by that? A family guy? Uh, yeah, like family, family values and uh, stable jobs. So he was never 100% in for me to be in the wine industry. Actually, I remember when I was in college and I wanted to study wine, I told him to pay for my fee for the WSCT and he was so angry. He felt like the next step would be me into one of those, you know, very when he thinks of drinking, it's all of those... The negatives. Negative stuff. Yeah. But he must have known you that you're, you know, you're, you're not that kind of person. Or you don't seem to be that kind of person. I don't know. I mean, he's just... You seem very level-headed. Anxious. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure he was, yeah. So from China, so when did you start studying in the USA? How old were you when you went to college? Um, so I actually, because I took a few gap years. Um, Lucky so you. Not just yeah. one, a few. <laughs> a few gap years, actually. Uh, my mom was crazy for one for a while. She wanted to get me out of the like the school system. So my mom's the very opposite of my dad. She felt like the, the whole system and in the whole society. In China you're talking about. Yeah, in China, in in, in the world. <laughs> Actually, the whole mainstream is crazy and she wanted to get me rid of the bad influence from society. So she didn't want me to be in the school system for a while. And so I took some gap years. But then I eventually returned to the normal track and started my high school when I was 18 years old. So that was, was that at Brown University? No, 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 that was in high school. Okay. So so um, I, it took me two years to finish my high school um, in America, and then... Um, so were you a bit behind the other children in terms of age group or not? Yes, I um, was two years older than my peers. Okay. Did they accept you, though? A, you're older, B, you're a woman. I have a three, baby face, you yeah. know, so it, I fit, I blended in very naturally. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you make, you make friends easily? I don't know. Sometimes I'm not an easy person, but generally speaking... You take a while speaking, to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> just to try and get your CV details was a bit of a battle, uh, but we got there in the end. So, so you also studied um, in Paris when you were, uh, 
I know a few years ago when you were about 25 years old. What were you doing in Paris? Um, I was I went to the Le Cordon Bleu wine program there. So that was um, after college. I decided to really, you know, study wine Why? seriously. Why? Why wine? Why wine? Okay. <laughs> uh, it was a long story. So when I was in college, I uh, recorded some YouTube-style video, and it went viral on the web. Really? And so I got because you know where did Chinese the idea people, where did the idea come from that I mean you're you know almost like a fish out of water you're not in your home country you know China then certainly maybe was developing a bit of a wine culture but by no means university why would you end up in France in wine and then making videos for people that you never met before yeah I was going to finish the story with Ooh. my you know viral video and so it was toward toward the Chinese audience but it was in a very sarcastic style and you know actually at that time a lot of Chinese we don't get sarcasm that well and so uh, people thought I was the the crazy person I was acting and I, I got famous because of that but then I got very kind of attacked by the whole internet violence and so I drank a lot at that time <laughs> that was <laughs> that was the uh, how I fell in love with wine actually so when you um, say drunk like you mean you, you tasted lots of wine you're not saying yeah. having a bottle and guzzling a bottle every um, every five minutes both both you know um, I my friend gave me a gift card in a wine shop uh, you know they have those sort of machine where you can you can just yeah. exactly um, and I just um, took a sip of every of different kinds of wine and surprisingly every wine tastes so differently you know if you're if you're not growing up in a wine environment you you know chances are you think all wines taste the same so that opened a whole new world to me and I went very I was very curious about wine so I you know studied more and more them in the the more I studied, the more um, I wanted to pursue it as a serious career. And so after college, I worked in a Michelin restaurant in New York for a little bit. And then I heard that there was a really good wine program um, in Le Cordon Bleu. So that's when I a went study to program. Yes, that's the time when I went to Paris to study it. Right. So you'd already, you'd already got some knowledge before you arrived in Paris then? Yes. Actually, at that time, I was already doing the BST diploma, but I didn't eventually, even until now, I didn't finish it because, you know, and then you're in a different country studying an entire different wine system. And then I, you know, did my startup and things go hectic every day. So that never got finished. What I don't understand <laughs> is why, what were you actually saying when you were getting all the hostility on social media? What were you saying about wine that people found discomforting or annoying? Or why were you such a target? Oh, it was, um, it's very hard to explain in English, actually. <laughs> was it because you're a woman? There was like a, no, well, that too, maybe, but I was really acting very bitchy in the video because there's But did a you do that deliberately of, or was that what you genuinely yeah, felt? Yeah, obviously I did that deliberately oh, okay. because I met a lot of people. I was mimicking um, and, you know, exaggerating their, their manner, mannerism, you know, and so... There was a float of uh, studied abroad students from China to the U.S. that kind of uh, looked up to the American culture but forgot their own root sort of, you know, character. And so I was acting them. So uh, you're basically getting criticized by people that actually should have been supporting you. Yeah, 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 exactly. In a way, you kind of quite liked that because it was like a double... You were saying what you felt yeah. and then getting criticized by people that weren't really... hadn't really understood or listened to what you were saying, which is yeah. kind of the point of what you 
making in the first place, wasn't it? Yeah. People yeah, just yeah. being a bit superficial. Yeah, yeah. So you must be, you know, going out, if someone goes out for a, uh, um, an evening with you, either they'll have a great time or they'll find you quite challenging. Yeah? Is that, is that true? <laughs> I mean, so far this interview is going fine, mm. you know, but, but you, you're quite an intense lady, aren't you? Mm, I'm fine. I'm very easygoing. Yeah, you are, but you're, <laughs> you're, you're tough on the inside. That's, you have to be for, to handle that kind of criticism. I mean, that can't be yes. easy. You know, the age, you're not in your own country, and probably people being quite rude. I was once a very sensitive person who really cares about other people's opinion, so I really grew strong out of that experience um, to prepare me for my later internet celebrity career. Okay, but how <laughs> do you... Okay, but one question is how do you... I mean, how do you earn a living and how do you monetize your celebrity status? Oh, you mean now? Yeah. I mean, or now even then. I was, then I was the student, you know, so uh, I kind of lived... That wasn't a problem back then. Now, if I didn't start my company in just being an internet celebrity in China, that is the fastest money-making way you can ever, you can ever do. But now because you have your own company and you have to support now, our company has 70 people and so... So it's your company? Yeah, yeah. You have 70 people that work for you? Yeah. So that w- that's a big burden, and for all of the money you make from, for example, advertisement, you have to p- get it pulled into the company, and hoping that the company doesn't fall, or you know, go 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 uh, broke in the next year, hopefully. <laughs> so. so what? So how do you actually? What is your revenue stream? How does that work? You're getting you're getting advertising, but what do you? What is your site offering advertisers? What does it do? Oh, actually, advertise. We we never do advertisement for wine. Companies companies or wine producers. It's just some other beverage companies, for example, like Johnny Walker or Hennessy, that sometimes we get occasional advertisement from, but that's not the main part of our business. We sell wine, that's the main part. And we have China's largest wine community and wine membership. So um, uh, half of our income comes from wine members that pay us an annual fee and also buy wines from us for a membership price and the other part of our business comes from our private label so for the more entry-level wine anything below say 100 RMB we source wine from producers from around the world and uh, stick our own private label to maximize the value for our customers so, so what are you part. what are your most successful private label wines in which regions or wine stars are we talking about um, Chile we sell uh, like for a private label Chile is the best selling and then Australia we sometimes we do uh, we are selling for an uh, Austrian Gruner Veltliner for 88 RMB so so we sometimes do a little some something more interesting we haven't actually found the the right private label wine from France even though you know French wine in China is huge but but because we're real you know how hard it is to find good value budget wine in France compared to the other new world so that we haven't had success in we also have Italian wines so what do you carry from Italy is that is that own label or is that um, private label is that the the estate's own label or your label label so basically you know like entry level uh, private label for our entry level wine and not private label for our you know higher end wines so your privately where are you sourcing wine from is, is it red white sparkling uh, everything okay we're well, roughly like in Tuscany or the southern Italy Sicily um, Sicily 
Okay. And what about this, the wineries label on the front? Where are you still? Are you, is it more prestigious Appalachians? Are you still looking for donations or are you looking still for value? So uh, it depends carry? because for our membership wines, uh, we have wines from, you know, 150 RMB to more than a thousand RMB. So it's really, really varied. Um, and also, um, one of our, the first project line that I started is actually a monthly subscription. So every month you'll get a 200 RMB, which is roughly 25 euros bottle of wine, which is already quite premium, right? Yeah. Um, and so members, they get a wine selected by us every month. And for that, we're looking for very prestigious region or very famous producers. And for that line of product, um, in it, for it, Italian wine, we did Barolo, we did Amarone. So as obviously, uh, we cover all the classic regions, the most famous regions around the world. So as to give our members a very comprehensive uh, view of the, the wine world, because those are the people who just start, started to get interested in wine and you want to show them the best sites as if you are like a tourist and you want to, you know, uh, be shown to the, the most famous site first. And that's the, the purpose of that uh, product line. Who's doing the sourcing of the wines? Is that you or you have a team of buyers? Or um, Yes, I have a team of buyers. Also, my partner is in charge of our the supply side of our business. That your business partner? Yes. Okay, and he's Chinese, is he? Yes. Okay. Do you have permanent staff in Italy as well and France or not? We're not that big yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully one day we'll have station everywhere around the world. Okay, so you're very, so you're very ambitious then. <laughs> It's an interesting question. I don't know if I'm ambitious or not. I have this sort of blueprint in my head, and and I don't know how much is required to complete it. But I know, but I know that I'm not there yet. So. So okay, how old are you, sir? That's a very rude question to ask. I was. I just told you that I was born in the '88. Yeah. No. Okay. So I was. I'm, I'm 30 now. Right. Okay. So you're 30 years of age, and you have your own. You have at least one. You have one company. One main company. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I imagine yes. you have other ones. Or not. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. <laughs> so, I mean, how big are you in China in terms of in terms of your wine club? Do you, are your members from across China or in one particular area of China? How does it work? You're allowed to sell wine across the whole country or not? Mm-hmm. So we're mainly e-commerce based. We have our a store in all of the major Chinese e-commerce websites, as out, as well as our own um, mini app. So that's the main main part of our business. Also, we have wine bars in Beijing and Shanghai, but it's more of a offsite center for our members to experience our wines and services. So that's not the the major model. Of so you, how so you actually have your own bars, or they just do they have your own brand on? Do you like have a like a fee that you, you don't actually own the building and the bar, or do you? Like I, I do. It's called Lady Penguin Wine Shop and Bar. Great name. Yeah. <laughs> Great name. Why? Why Lady Penguin? Because you like penguins. Uh, my nickname was Penguin, and you know, one penguin has a fat belly. Uh, you're not fat. You're slim and. Yeah. <laughs> but penguin, um, you know, they give give people the impression that they are a very uh, an elegant drinker and eater, you know, and okay. they walks very waddly and as if they're they're in a drunk mood so uh, it's a very suitable image for for a wine brand that's <laughs> yeah, a good one I mean uh, I mean I think they're probably quite popular animals they are everybody's they heard are. of penguins and um... and you know China's internet mongols Tencent 
uh, the image of Tencent is a penguin. So. But without you, but you made the penguin choice independently of that, or did you look no, at the penguin? No, I, I, it's uh, totally independent. It I, it really was my nickname. So. <laughs> okay, well, you're 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 penguins are not the fastest movers of all time, are they? I've got I have a friend who filmed penguins in um, the Antarctic called Penguin Post Office, which is the most isolated post office in the world, and he was there for about four months. If he ever saw another penguin again, he was going to shoot himself. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, obviously penguins slow movers, but you are very quick in terms of uh, business and being a little bit ahead of the curve in what you're doing. And um, I'm sure you have a very fruitful career ahead of you in terms of business. I mean, I can only kind of see your business growing. What do you think the challenges will be for you in terms of sourcing or in terms of the Chinese market, in terms of um, how quickly that is evolving? I think the major challenge is not knowing how to... Okay, the major challenge is that there is no path for you to, to, follow, yeah. to follow. Because if anybody asks a Chinese bis- a person in the wine business, how do you see the wine business or the wine industry in five years in China? Nobody would know. Um, I was just talking to one of our producers in New Zealand, and he was telling me that, okay, if you go to... American or British market and you work on it you will know exactly what you're gonna get but that is just not true in China the channels are very fragmented and people haven't this I mean the entire market hasn't decided how it's going to evolve is it gonna be more online or offline and for the offline how where would the boutique wines go because now there is actually not a very mainstream boutique wine channel it's sometimes you know on premier restaurants and bars but they don't occupy as much of a percentage of sales as in the traditional market so but why is that is that because of the price or just because people aren't used to maybe drinking those premium wines super premium wines it's not a question about okay so if you buy like a premium wine in a five-star hotel in China, it's gonna be more expensive than in America, um, in the same situation, or in a you know like a nice quality restaurants. Maybe the wine searcher is 100 RMB, for example, and on the restaurant list it can be 700. It's just way too the margin is way too high, and Chinese they know they are afraid of the ripoff. So there is this whole insecurity around wine consumption that I am trying to. Now and the biggest challenge for me is that I am educating the market, but you never know if you're also going to be the one who can you profit know, from it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Profit yeah, you're, you're from it. Because out. sometimes uh, the education and the one who educate and the one who profit are usually not the same guy, and that is going to be our challenge because we're doing a lot of uh, you know contents and education, whether it is the online video or now that we're starting with our wine courses. So along the way, I hope to build a brand that the current generation of current young generation in China would rely on. And I think private brand is a is a great way to, you know, to make people trust in your wine selection and also the membership program too. So eventually my answer to your question on what's the challenge um, is that like from the very beginning we there is no path in China in Chinese market now we're just hoping that we can you know 
created our path, and there will be enough people that can follow us. So kind of a little bit like Amazon in a way. I mean, that's that's not the best analogy of all time, but you know they've they've become a, beh- a behemoth because their model of online selling is multiplied, and they're kind of the go-to brand for buying stuff online effectively. Otherwise, it's very fragmented. And what you're saying, you hope that you are hoping you're going to be a little bit like that in terms of wine. Do you sell other things apart from obviously wine? But do you sell like uh, decanters or all the apparatus you can have from corkscrews, that kind yeah. of stuff? Do you Any- sell all that sort of stuff as well with anything your... wine style related we we do key rings uh, we even have like t-shirts a corkscrew earrings that corkscrew earrings yeah it must be very yes. painful to put in <laughs> it's really cool it sells okay really well okay if you're an elephant with huge ears <laughs> it's not gonna hurt you you've got quite small ears so that's gonna be a little bit tricky so we also we sell coffee uh, coffee yeah we sell a ham anything you know that the mattresses wine tea, tea towels golf clubs <laughs> Vibraphones. Anything our demographic would like, we can sell. Cuddly toys. Cuddly <laughs> toys. Towels. <laughs> toothpaste. We sell penguins. Penguin toys. Do you really sell penguin no, toys? No, we, we don't. We, we, will. we will be selling Do you sell real penguins? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay, so you've got a lot of ideas mm-hmm. and a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy. I mean, do you? How well do you sleep at night? You've got a lot on your shoulders. You seem quite. You seem pretty chilled, actually, for someone that's got a, a burgeoning company with quite a degree of risk to it. It is hard to keep up with the energy level, and that has been a major problem for me. So I'm. I can't say I'm handling that well, and for. I was actually joking with my friend saying I am swaggling between the two stages. One is getting too drunk and one is getting too anxious. Um, So it is hard to balance anything. It's not even between work and life. It's just balancing work. Are your family still supportive of you? Are they proud of you? That's an interesting question because my mom, like I said, she's an environmentalist. So at the beginning when I started uh, studying wine, she thought that my career would be to work for the rich people because rich people drink wine and that was an exact my mom has a very grassroots mentality and she didn't want that to be what I do for my life but then she didn't want she wanted to appear open-minded so she didn't not support me outright but she was kind of grudging um, but now I think she can see that how this might be a segue to educating more people to have a better taste and it's not just restricted to like the rich people but actually to everybody who to help everybody to appreciate life just a little bit more into uh, yeah so so now she's kind of more at peace my dad i think he still thinks at some point in my life i'm gonna return back to the academy for some reason she thought that i will work in a college i'm doing some research work this is still something he believes in now even until this day you get on with your dad right he must be also quite (laughs) proud of you yeah Well, it's hard to say. So, but, 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 yeah. Well, he's quite. Um, he's got. He's he's the mathematician, right? So he's probably for him. Maybe he sees you as kind of illogical. You're following like some dream rather than. But you, you must show him the numbers. Although you know, successful business. He's the like the typical nutty, nerdy professor type of character. You're quite nerdy. I mean, it's not like that hasn't rubbed (laughs) off on you. You know, you are a little bit nerdy. Yeah, but if you do. I mean that in a very nice way. You're not. You're a nice nerd. Nice nerd. Yeah. I'm glad to know but you know um, if you see me on camera I'm showing like an entire different personality oh, we'll video you next time when you come back on we'll get a video of 
Uh, but you, you look very relaxed to me. Uh, you obviously got a lot of responsibilities, as I said, on your shoulders. You've got a big idea, big project. And if it succeeds, I'm sure you'll be even more successful than you are now. You're a very good communicator and you've been a lot of fun. Now I've got to say thank you very much for my guest today. I've got to try and pronounce it as well as I did beforehand. Sheng Han Carla Wang. Well, I'm going to let you say that. Okay, so listen, it's been really good to meet you. And um, yeah, I wish you every success. Yeah, yes, thank, thank you so the much. The penguin, I've never interviewed a penguin here. before. It's great. <laughs> You know, I thought you'd smell like kind of fishy and a little bit arctic, but you don't. It's great. You, you know, you've got a woolen j- jacket on. I will send you a clip of a YouTube video where there's a collection of penguins slipping on ice. They look very, very drunk. So well, they probably were. They probably just that would justify uh, me penguin. naming myself penguin. Penguin bar. Okay, yeah. listen. Great to meet you. Thank you. And, um, it's a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, it wasn't. You thought it was going to be really difficult this interview, didn't you? <laughs> You're very skeptical when you walked in. Don't deny you were, weren't you? <laughs> You think your brand is going to go completely wrong because you do a terrible interview on the Italian Wine Podcast. That's the end of your career. Your dad would have been proved right. Your mum will take you back under her wing. You'll have to finish your degree. You know, you start all these degrees in about four different countries. You never finish oh, them. You by know. the way, uh, just on the side story, you know, not for recording purpose. It is. The first, uh, actually, um, you know, the 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 turning point f- uh, for my mom is that when she went to the Quinta Rilly Vineyard with me. In uh, Valpolicella, yeah? Yes. Before, she didn't realize that uh, winemaking or vineyard work is very harmonious gesture between human and nature. This is the whole Chinese philosophy part. She is a lover of Chinese philosophy and culture so she thought, okay, wine the, you know, harmony between man and nature, this is good stuff. Maybe my daughter will get something out of this whole wine experience anyway. So, so you you into organic and biodynamic or not really? Oh, that is a very interesting question. I don't, I don't think that I am, I have the right to comment on it until I really actually get down to earth with it, you know. Well, that's a good one. Get down to earth. That's a great. That's a great turn of phrase. You know, I write about organics and biodynamics. I might, I might use that as my next target, my next book. You know, they're great. If you if you if you can't sleep properly, you just read one of my wine books. You know, just, you'll, be out, you'll be out like a light within three seconds. Just talk about all these lunar cycles and stuff. So I want to say right. thanks again. Thank you again to my guest, Shenhan Carlo Huang. Yes. For telling us about your exploits in various parts of the world, but mainly in China. May you have every success. Thank you. <laughs> that was a hard two words. You got like 25 minutes of interview. You say, do you want to say it again? You're going to come nearer I to the microphone. I always have a problem with closing a conversation, you know. Um, you, don't have, you don't have trouble starting one, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got 40 minutes without me getting a question in, you know. It's like a machine. I know. Um, we could ha- hook you up to the power uh, supply. And we... May we all be well. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Nice to meet you. Yes, nice to meet you too. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. 